Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. episode of the show shout out to the fam as we get going much love to the who that nation much love to the great saint thank tank please feel free to hit the like button hit the subscribe button put one in the chat family if y'all can hear me testing out some new equipment man uh shout out to the family uh got some new equipment that came in so i'm just testing it out please feel free to put one in the chat if y'all can hear me good thank you fam appreciate you i shout out to the fam appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in the stream as we get going, man, we've got a lot of stuff I've been working on. So uh, y'all are kind of part in the progress. <laughs> Shout out to the fam, baby. We got it going on, baby. I'm just going to tell you. Baby, how y'all like that song, baby? Let me tell you something, baby. Baby, how you like that song, baby? Baby, let me tell you something, baby. Baby, let me tell you something. Back in my back sliding days, baby, let me tell you something. Baby, that was the song, baby. Baby, did you know that, baby? Baby, that's what I used to play in that Cadillac, baby, when I was driving around, baby. Baby, let me tell you something, baby. Baby, that was the realest song, baby, that you ever heard before, baby. Baby, let me tell you something, baby. That was that was James Brown. Now, listen, bro. <laughs> Shout out. But that one's called King Heron. I don't know. Some of the old schoolers probably remember that one now, but that's one of the songs that J- old James Brown. He had that bout with that... Uh, with that, uh, with that horse, as he called it, man. And he got up off of that, man. And that was his give back to those people, 
to wake up and get right. So, man, if y'all have never heard King Heron before, that's one of the realest James Brown songs that he ever made, man. Just put y'all on some game. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in the stream, man. Much love to everybody. Oz, Mike, uh, Don, good to see you, fam. Yin Grant, uh, GRE504, Antoinette. Shout out to my queens, man, forever. Uh, OG Jerry Poor, Brandon Dot Davis. Uh, let's see, Brother Rail is in this thing as well. Dana, much love to you. Japanese Hercules, good to see you in the building. BP Johnson in this thing, Brother Eric Howard. A JT, shout out to your fam. Good to see you, fam. All right, thank you, bro. Uh, shout out to y'all. Can you to you? Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate your uh, brother Troll Blewett is in this thing. A Juan, much love to you. Trapstar 318, Elite, Rudy, Val. Good to see all y'all, man. Much love to y'all. I hope y'all guys having a fantastic start of your weekend. Anyway, a fantastic week that went past you. Hope you guys have been productive and a positive as well. So shout out to T-Roy. Good to see you, baby. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all. I'm all in all. I see you, fam. Please hit the like button. Now, listen, fam, we're going to cover a few news notes and items. I got some stuff that I got some hit, some business I got to handle for Saturday, but my intentions are to have a live stream Saturday, uh, yeah, some probably around between 11 and 12 while I open up the phone lines. I was thinking about doing it tonight, but I'm a little tired. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dana says song remind me of riding and, and my dad. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that, 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 let me tell you something, man. Reverend saying something else, man. He got, he, he got all them whole, them old good hits. All right. Shout out to Louisiana, man. Good to see you fam. Help, happy, uh, black history month to the fam as well, man. Much love to y'all. Uh, learning a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I was that was kind of my thing when I was in school, man, studying to be like a researcher. I uh, picked up on a lot of game. A lot of people, man, did a lot of great things. And this month, here's a month where you can uncover a lot of that. All right. Shout out to you, Tori Shepard Sr. Good to see your brother, Tori. Who that to you, L-Dub. Shout out to your fam. And this one, man, this one's called Kamara Replacements in Case of Suspension. Now, we do have some, I guess, uh, some stuff to cover you about Elvin Kamara. Of course, you heard about the indictment that came out yesterday. That's not really news. That's not really news. We knew that something like that was going to happen. And at the end of the day, uh, that's kind of, we expected that. So Kamara, as a report in, in March, he's going to come out and defend. Now listen, fam, and I've said this before, I don't know who's this, this, that, uh, I really don't know what the philosophy is on what Kamara is doing in terms of going into the, the, the court case against this guy. When they have this video, man, let me tell you, the video is so damning. You know, he can't really, I mean, ba- I'm not a lawyer, but looking at that, man, how, how are you supposed to win with that? I mean, what what evidence are you going to go and say this guy? And I, I just, I just see, I don't know. I just think, man, maybe you, you beat here. The guy got you. You shouldn't have been in that situation from the jump. The guy seen, seen a one big fat pigeon and he took advantage of him. And the guy did what he knew he was going to do. Matter of fact, y'all remember the pictures with the guy laid out there on the, on the, in the stretcher of the house, hospital bed, his face all beaten in. He half of him is grape juice. And he's standing up there with a thumb up like that. That told you, tell you everything you need to know about that type of dude, man. I said that. You know, he he taking on five, four of how many was four or five of three or four of them, you know, and then insulting them in front of the girl, the the one lady that was there insult. I mean, that dude. And then he ain't throw no punches. He just did a push, man. It was a it was a whole you a big pigeon. Just pay the man. (laughs) You got the money. 
pay the man. You one big pigeon and the dude took you, you know, and that's, you shouldn't have been in that case. How many, how often we hear these cases of these guys, they get this money. You can't tell them nothing. <laughs> money make them blind. You can't tell them come. You can't tell me nothing, Mr. Kanye. That's what that what happened to him. But yeah, you're going to come up off that money. You know, so in the end, it, this type of situation happened last year. You know, fortunately, it carried on. Unfortunately, rather, it carried on this year because it should have been. We with the loss of what the season was last year, you know, whatever it's going to pan out. I don't know. But in the end, man, it's just what it is. So we're going to go over some options for Kamara. We're going to also go over some other Saints news and notes. I'm going to try not to hold you guys uh, too long on this. Yeah, I know. Uh, Don says on Pro Bowl weekend, shaking my head. I know, man. It's just how often do you hear this same story, man? Are these same, these cats, man? They just don't learn, man. Uh, DB, shout out to your fam. Good to see you as well, man. T-Rob, I good, good to see you, fam. Appreciate you being here as well. So family, please feel free to hit the like button. We're going to get the share game going, man. We're going to jump on this stuff. We're going to start covering uh, some of this news. You know, so I'm going to play a little of this report right here about it. So I don't have to read on it. And then we're going to automatically jump over to the replacements, another article. And we're going to go over some other news, Saints news and notes. So please feel free to hit the like button, family, uh, as we get going up in this thing. So uh, put one in the chat, family, if y'all can hear. Uh, the reporter. Three others have been indicted on battery charges over a fight during Pro Bowl weekend here in Vegas, Vegas last year. A grand jury, jury delivered, delivered those, those indictments. indictments. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the charges, the result of an alleged beating there at the Las Vegas Strip Club. Others have been indicted. Three others have been indicted on battery charges over a fight during Pro Bowl weekend here in Vegas last year. A grand jury delivered those indictments. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the charges, the result of an alleged beating there at the Las Vegas Strip Club following the Pro Bowl, actually during the Pro Bowl last year. We did obtain these surveillance photos from that night. The victim, Darnell Green, is alleging that Kamara hit his head and stomped him on the ground until he lost consciousness. A court date is now set for Thursday, March 2nd. So as you can hear, uh, the, the man was saying that he stumped on his head and everything. And then, of course, he had some real severe issues. And, you know, I kid about it and say, yeah, he was trying to make grape juice out the goddamn guy, <laughs> you know. But in the end, the only person that's going to pay for this is Kamara and his, his boys. The rest of those guys are not like on Kamara's level in terms of being a the NFL players. But at the end of the day, he's not nearly on par of the stardom of uh, Elvin Kamara as a bona fide star in the league. And the guy... uh Got him out there, called him out there bad, man. And if you really do research on some of these little things, fam, you'll find a lot of these little funny business type things that happen around the Pro Bowl and in areas like that time where people will be opportunistic, looking for uh, marks and chumps and, and, and guys to get with, you know, and, and kind of get them out that bread. You know, and, and that's what happened with this guy. So he gonna have to cough it up. But I don't understand what was the what's the defense here from anybody in here that might have a, a litigious mind or might be a lawyer or studying to be a lawyer. Enlighten the chat. The great same thing taking us a lot, a lot in the chat. You know, enlighten us. Let us know what could be the strategy here for uh, for Kamara going to court. He don't want to pay the money. The, the video footage and I remember seeing the videotape of him fighting the dude and the, the dude trying to run away from him and they running and grabbing him and beating him so they can't really use the defense plea. So what's the purpose of going to court? Just settle with the dude and get get it over with. You know what, what's the purpose of the defense? What, what could be what could be uh, he, what he uses for defense against the videotape? That's the most damning footage right there. When the police seen the footage, they're like, man, what the hell? <laughs> 
So I mean, I seen, I was like, dude, <laughs> you hit, you're a you a penguin, you're a pigeon, as they used to say back in the day. Ain't no excuse for that, right? Right, BP. I don't think he got much of a defense. It might be pure hubris at this point, what he's doing this for, but I don't see the philosophy. Anyway, let's get into some of the replacements for what five possible replacements. According to this article right here, they says New Orleans Saints running back Elvin Kamara has officially been indicted for alleged assault in February of 22. Saints knew that for a while now. Now, the Saints do have an opportunity, family, where they can kind of look at the situation and see uh, what they can do to, to rectify it, like in terms of finding somebody that can replace Elvin Kamara. A lot of people throwing... Um, a few uh, people up there, like the running back Robinson, and and I, I just I don't know if the Saints do a first or second round. Most certainly not a first, but I don't know about a second round pick for a running back where you can get these running backs after the third round, and they got a ton of them. I do like Charbonnet. We talked about him. A uh, Tank Bigsby uh, is another one that's a pretty good one out of Auburn. He's another good running back. So there's several different ones. The article mentioned a few of them. They, they talk about Robinson is clearly the cream of the crop. I don't know if he'll be the guy the Saints use. I don't know with Dennis Allen. You never know. But likely will go off the board in the first round. Several players that should be ready to start right out of the league. Gate, Blake Corum, Zach Charbonnet, uh, Jeremiah uh, Gibbs, Sean Tucker, and Tank Bigsby, all starting caliber running backs. The Saints could just wait till day two of the NFL draft to take the best guy left on the board. I don't know about that. And listen, we talked about uh, the Saints, and I wouldn't be mad if the Saints got a skilled running back, but uh, uh, we made mention we talked about guys like Tajay Spears, who is uh, a guy that you can get, but really, truthfully and honestly, under the Dennis Allen administration, do we see the Saints taking a running back high because the potential suspension of Elvin Kamara? We look, we we thinking, what could the suspension be? Uh, at least a month worth of games if you if you're lucky, maybe two months. It's the, and you remember uh, uh, Roger Goodell is a guy that always seems to penalize the Saints a lot more than what they're supposed to be penalized. You know what I'm saying? So it's always that to go. Uh, on as well so yeah the Saints maybe after the third round they could possibly look at getting a a complete running back now uh, KT my brother KT likes the power running backs and I do think the Saints should look at getting a power running back to help out and also potentially you're looking at a suspension for Elvin Kamara now but in a couple of years you could be looking for a guy for Elvin Kamara anyway you know you could be looking for somebody here and kind of spanning their head. So, and the Saints also remember they do also love their undrafted running backs as well. So, if that is indeed the case, then you know the Saints <laughs> they always love looking at undrafted guys. But I wouldn't be mad. Then, of course, the, the second option is outside of the draft backs. He talks about Alexander Madison. If the Saints decide to go with free agent, the most cost-effective player on the market will likely be Alexander Madison. After spending the past four seasons, he was the backup for Delvin Cook. The third round pick has always played well when given the opportunity to receive large a larger workload. And Madison's no Del, uh, Dar, Delvin Cook, but his talent to be a starting three down back shouldn't break the bank. So that's not a bad look, Alexander uh, Madison. He played real, well for them. Another guy they're throwing at us is Tony Pollard. Uh, best running back in Dallas for at least the past couple of years. He'll probably be the best running back to hit the market. That means he will earn a massive payday. As mentioned earlier, it's not the Saints' best interest to getting any bidding war over a running back. However, if they do want to spend up, Pollard is a better player than Madison. Could easily slide and take over for a suspended Elvin Kamara. I don't see that happening either, but maybe you guys do. Talk to me about some of these guys. 
And then you got John Robinson based on talent alone. Robinson is the best running back on this list. The Texas product is arguably the best running back prospect to hit the draft in 20 something years. He's a very good running back speed and power. The guy has vision, real talented running back teams. And then of course they said, do they think the saints will pull the trigger on somebody like this in the draft? The team should not, uh, uh, that team shouldn't be the saints. New Orleans currently holds the 30th pick in the draft. So if they want Robinson, they'll likely have to trade up. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Now he is a good running back, but you know, a lot of times in the recent NFL, uh, they don't value running backs like they used to, unless it's a running back. Even when you got Elvin Kamara, that came out. Elvin Kamara was what a third round draft pick. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know, and then, of course, you had a few other guys that that went that had that Saquon Barkley type of uh, mystique to him. But uh, Robinson is a guy that a lot of people like a lot. But in this devalued type of NFL for running backs, is that guy going in the top 15? Do you guys think? I would say no. I would probably say somewhere in the 20s on back. I don't see, you know, how the running back situation is nowadays as good as this guy is for him to be, you know, a top 15 pick. We'll, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. It's just that that running back position is so devalued now. I don't know if that guy goes there, but at 29, I most certainly don't know. uh, The Saints will take uh, Robinson with the pick. I really don't think they'll do that, man, but he's a talent. I'm I'm not going to tell you no bull jobs. All right. And then David, how about David Montgomery? Remember him, David Montgomery, Wrapping up the list for Elvin Kamara placements, a former thousand yard rusher. Montgomery does not do anything at a high level, but he can do a bit of everything a serviceable level. He's with Chicago for all that time, expected to leave the team if agency teams probably won't get into a bidding war for his services. He'll be a lot cheaper. The Saints should definitely consider signing him as Kamara's primary backup, knowing he can be an adequate starter if and when the suspension hits. So there you go. They gave us five characters. To go along with it, how y'all feel about David Montgomery? He was a pretty who did a pretty decent job at you know with with Shy Town as best anybody could do with all that damn losing they've been doing up there. But anyway, these are some of the five people they recommend David Montgomery, a cheaper option to give you the, the best back in the draft and Robinson, pa, uh, Tony Pollard, probably one of the most expensive running backs that'll be available. Ale, uh, Alexander Madison, I like Madison. I just don't think you know. It would be good to have an upgrade in the running back room along with Elvin Kamara to go to like a dual role. You know what I mean? But I just don't know what uh, the Saints brass are looking at, you know, in terms of, you know, what did, what do they see? You know, I just, it, it's just, it's just up and down and all around. Uh, Brother Thomas says, uh, what do you think about getting Justin Fields, Q? Uh, Justin Fields, man, is um, Justin Fields, man. It's interesting, man. I, 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 he's a talent, man. But once again, 
we we thinking about we throw all these names out here, man. But you, we got to remember at the same time that the, the the guys that's running the team they don't have that type of imagination. They they Dennis Allen is a guy that's very transparent. He gonna swing for the fences. You seen what he tried to do with Derek Carr? He wants Carr. Carr is now in the free agent market. He got several teams looking at him. The Jets saw a team that just jumped on that. I'm gonna give you a little something to that momentarily. But at the end of the day, all I see is, um, you know, guys like uh, Carr. He don't like Carr. Then his reports stay looking at Baker Mayfield. You know, if it's not Baker Mayfield, it's damn is most certainly not going to be Jameis Winston. But do Dennis Allen puts his hands, his 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 uh, his uh, life pretty much because if they don't win this year, if the Saints don't win, he's fired. He, we we know that. But is a desperate Dennis Allen going to really reach out to Justin Fields? I mean, it, it'll be, it, I would morally, I would kind of throw Dennis Allen in the, in the mindset of going all out. If there's like, there was reports insiders saying that, that for the right price, that the Ravens could be, uh, they can woo Lamar or, you know, be kind of uh, motivated to trade Lavar, Lavar, Smith, Lamar, I mean, Lamar Jackson, excuse me thinking about somebody else but uh if you if that's indeed the case wouldn't that be more the saint speed like what they did with deshaun watson try to just lay it out on the line and try to get these guys listen we'll give you this we'll give you that they were willing to give a third round draft pick up to get card and pay him the 40 million dollars what killed the whole situation i played this on the previous stream was the fact that Carr did not want to give the Raiders anything he didn't want to give him a draft pick and he felt disrespected after they benched him for the last two games so he unceremoniously left the Raiders like they ain't let him finish out the season they like they benched that guy and he went to the Pro Bowl that year so he felt slighted and he was and I don't know if I'm gonna call it petty it ain't petty it's like man y'all disrespecting me didn't talk about respecting the in a uh, prepared uh, statement that you re- you reached out and threw out there through Twitter. So he didn't want to give them any draft compensation and none of that kind of stuff. So in the end, he kind of took his own destiny away and said, nah, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this the way I want to do it. And uh, I'm going to still get that bread regardless. So in the end, I think the Saints, man, they're in a precarious situation, man, when it comes down to quarterback. But Justin Fields, I don't know if that's a Saints move, man. You know what I'm saying? It takes imagination for stuff like that. Like, how would they incorporate Justin Fields into the offense? You think Dennis Allen going to look, man, let's go get Justin Fields, man. That's a guy that can really do it. I don't see Justin Fields. I see Dennis Allen saying if Daniel Jones is available, uh, he goes after Daniel Jones. I don't see Justin Fields. I, I mean, that's just me when I look at it because these people don't have no imagination, man. I see a Daniel Jones there before I see a, a Justin Fields. Fields is at the bottom, and I'm not saying because of talent. It's just they're not looking at that. You know, they're not going. They're not looking at that, man. All right, shout out to you. Thank you, fam, for for, for jumping in and uh, appreciate y'all. Yeah, y'all throw throw some questions at me, fam, while I cover some of these news. I peek in. Here's some more stuff at Car Jets bringing them in for a visit uh, this weekend. Sources say it'll be the second meeting with a team for Carl who visited the Saints prior to the release. So the Jets are listening to him. We talked, we covered articles about this. There'll be several other teams that's interested in seeing what Carr wants and, and, and stuff like that as he goes through his little march and move to see what he can get from teams. And we talked about it once again. It could be the second straight year that a quarterback the Saints targeted in free agency ultimately uh, rebukes them and goes to a different squad for something else. So, it you know, like I said, there are, there there are teams out there that can give Carr more money than we do. 
you see. And they also have teams out there that have uh, coaches that have relationships with him there as well. So they have that additive as well. So at the end of the day, uh, even though the Saints spoke with him before anybody, that don't mean nothing now. I mean, in terms of what they'll get an opportunity to speak with him. The Saints jumped in there and threw that third round draft pick and said, listen, we'll pay his money and we'll give him the draft pick because they knew that if he decided to go into free agency, that the chances are they could end up losing him. So the Saints have to be able to find out what, uh, I guess, what options they have behind Carr. Because remember, like I said, Last year, they got burnt with Deshaun Watson the same way and had to fall back with Jameis Winston. What if history repeats itself, so to speak? What do the Saints do? Do they fall back with Jameis Winston again, who's the only quarterback under contract? And I know Taysom Hill is on here, but Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. So, I mean, you know, these are the things (laughs) that I'm telling you, man. We got to look at. All right, more news, man, from The Wire. QB coach and passing game coordinator Ronald Curry to stay for the Saints. This is a big win for the Saints. Very big win for us to get Ronald Curry to stay. Now, of course, you heard the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They looked at him for the offensive position. Sean Payton was looking at him for the OC position as well. But, you know, he decided to stay. This is really good news for the Saints uh, in the offensive room because Curry is a rising star. If anything should have showed the Saints something, this season is that Carr, I mean, not uh, that, that Ronald Curry it's not going to be here next year. I promise you that unless the saints promote him and give him uh, an opportunity to run the offense, man. And then of course he could be a potential uh, head coaching candidate down the line. You know, once we find somebody else, it's a guy that you groom with your organization. You, you bring this talent in here and you want to groom your talent. You don't want these guys to be going to your rivals and all this kind of madness. You know, this what what happened with Terry Fontenot. We can't allow these young execs and people that we groom from the ground up to come in here and then go somewhere else and come back here and tear you up. We can't let that happen. You know, you got to be smarter than that. All right, here is a drop in. Here's some good news for the Saints. Uh, KPRC uh, to Houston's Aaron Wilson reported that quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator Ronald Curry is expected to remain with the Saints after interviewing with the Bucks and the Broncos. So also Nick Underhill confirmed this and uh, Curry, who's 43, is, is coach on the rise who started this season. Excuse me, I'm sorry, family. All right, who's on the rise, who's, who started the season coaching with receivers before moving into quarterbacks, and now he's responsible for managing multiple position groups and fine-tuning the passing attack. This is a win for the New Orleans Saints organization to get Ronald Curry to come back. Let me tell you something. This was a good move. It's a very good move. All right, brother, ever since Q, I don't think we get car. Yeah, it's it's mine. I've, I've said that, bro. I'm I'm thinking history might repeat itself here. It might repeat itself. Saints need to come up with a list. But this is a good and in, in, ter- in terms of Ronald Curry, I absolutely love and thank goodness that Ronald Curry is coming back here because he's a bright spot in the Saints offense. Good to have that brother coming back because it was a potential we might have lost him, and he is a definitely a rising star in the coaching ranks. All right, speaking of coaches, and, and they've been doing really good work. This is a real another really good coach that uh, could be going. Coach Coach Joel Thomas, the running backs coach. It's Cardinals interviewing him for the offensive coordinator position. How about that? Not a running back position, but just like jump to the OC position. Wow. This one came out of the blue. A lot of people didn't expect this one to happen, but the offseason has proven one thing so far as the fact that the Saints have great coaches on their team. The Cardinals are the next team to interview Saints assistant coach. They requested to interview running backs coach Joel Thomas 
uh, to be their next offensive coordinator. So that is big. And that was Tom Palacero dropping it about them. So that was a real surprise to see this one pop up. The Cardinals just hired Jonathan Gannon, the former defensive coordinator, and he's emphasized how important it will be for them to put together a good staff and great players around Kyle, uh, Kyle Murray. And Thomas has been with the Saints since 2015. The Saints have led the NFL in rushing touchdowns since. Thomas will join Cleveland uh, Browns quarterback coach Drew Petzing and Washington Commanders wide receiver coach Drew Terrell as current candidates for the Cardinals offensive coordinator position. So this is this is interesting uh, that you got these guys like these late coaches. They jump in the, the hiring cycle late. The you know, you had a what about a month worth of playoff games or whatever it is. And then after the, the Super Bowl is over with, you get the job and then you're like that far behind in the hiring process because nine playoff teams have already hired some of the, the best talent that's out there. And now you have to filter through and see if you can find guys that can help you out. So you're really kind of picking uh, from the diamonds in the rough. So this wasn't a bad look to go look at Joel Thomas and he gets an opportunity to interview for uh, OC position. That's pretty that's that's pretty, pretty good. So, you know, and he's been a stellar coach in the running back room for a while now. So shout out to Joel Thomas, man. You know, uh, I hate to see him go, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a guy that believes in guys. If they be able to work it and get that promotion, more power to you, fam, more power to you. And of course, finally, here's another one right here that we got from pro football focus that Saints re-signed Keith Kirkwood, the wide receiver there. Uh, they get him some Saints Kirkwood who struggled last year in the Saints building prior to that, his stint before he left to Carolina. Kirkwood was a pretty uh, sure-handed guy. Last year, not so much, man. He didn't look right. Uh, Hopefully he works in the offseason, comes back in here and look a lot better than he did last year. But Keith, the previous Keith Kirkwood that was here prior to his stint with Carolina, he was a sturdy and solid wide receiver for the Saints. So them getting him back is not a bad deal. I think he'll be a good addition to the team. A one-year deal, probably a cheap-ass deal. Uh, to uh, to remain with the team. So not bad at all, man. Not bad at all uh, to deal with, uh, to see guys like uh, like uh, uh, Keith Kirkwood return, man. Uh, and of course, y'all do realize that Traquan Smith is still on the team. So that might not be very long before we see him. Original Souls, could you imagine a feel uh, and taste some, he says, could you imagine a feel and taste some triple option package? Can't They can't get so creative with that, but I don't think Pete got the mind. Yeah, it, the, the thing is, does does Pete Carmichael have the mind? Pete Carmichael is a, is an intelligent guy. I like to think. I think the major minus is on Pete Carmichael is uh, he's a guy that just you know at times he lacks imagination and play discipline. You see what I'm saying? Like play discipline, sticking to certain plays, understanding what plays to run, understanding what personnel you got to have in the key moments of time. That's what I've noticed. That hurts Pete Carmichael because Pete Carmichael will call some decent plays and he'll have something going on. And then the second half comes and he just goes totally away from what got him to where he is. And then you'll see the offense just flutter and stink and just it's just just ugly. The thing with the Taysom Hill uh, package was, you know, you'll see plays with Taysom. But it just didn't make sense to me. You know, like Taysom Hill would be like seven yards behind a line of scrimmage. And they'll hike the ball and they'll look like he's in a shotgun and then he'll just take off and start running. I'm like, what? And then most of my, it's hard for you to know which ones are passing plays versus running plays because, you know, you see the wide receivers take off and start running routes. 
He like that. That's got to be the path. <laughs> but it's difficult at times because he'll just take off, and it's like Taysom doesn't even bother. Like if you, he'll look and he doesn't even go through any progressions. There's no pressure on him. He don't go through any progressions. He just sees a lane and just takes off. So his QB patience is is not there. So I was like, okay, we seen what we need enough from Taysom Hill. So hopefully, whatever quarterback the Saints get, and listen, in the draft cycle, I'm thinking. The most important need the Saints have going into this offseason is what? People say a Q is quarterback, right? Uh, and, and, you know, draft-wise, is some of this stuff we can pick up in free agency. Uh, at some point, the Saints got to address the QB situation. They've let that go through years and years of just foolishness happening. And they let that go for years and years and not done a damn thing to fix it. At some point, they're going to have to get up off the axe and fix this situation. I'm sorry. They're going to have to do something about the QB's future for the, the, the quarterback position for the future. So in terms of what we're looking at, like now they got some stuff they got to look at. They got to resign some guys. Their best interior defensive lineman is, you know, is a free agent. There, who's going to be the complimentary end to Cam Jordan? Okay, if it's Peyton Turner, if Q is Peyton Turner, if it's Peyton Turner, then you know, are we cool with Granderson as the situational pass rusher, or do we want to add something there? And even if you do sign David on Yamada back, you still need help in the interior. Do you, you know, you might draft the guy there, you might add a veteran. I mean, you know, it's still some stuff the Saints have to do. You know, especially they need young safeties and uh, safeties behind the older safeties that we have. Marcus may going to be missing time as sooner or later, maybe multiple weeks because of his situation with the DUI in New York before we signed him. And how about the new one he got when he was down here, when he alleged the alleged brandison of a weapon to a car in a, an apparent road rage situation. So that's something that hadn't gone its course. So by any stretch of the imagination, the safeties has got to be there as well. Wide receivers, Does Mike Thomas eventually get released. The Saints might need, they're going to need another compliment there, whether you have Rashid uh, or in Chris Olave, you're still going to need some help there. Does Can you get Jarvis Landry or a suitable veteran to come and help out there? And then, of course, Elvin Kamara's situation. Elvin Kamara is eventually going to be suspended for a month, maybe a month and a half, maybe two months. Who knows what Elvin, what uh, 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 Roger Goodell, who the freak knows? You know, he's, Goodell does whatever he wants to do. So you have to address that as well. So at some point, the QB position is still like the top position, I want to say, because the Saints have already alienated Jameis Winston to a point. They went after Carr early. They let the Saints let Jameis know that you're not in the future plans. And if you can't get Carr, I mean, they got to aim high. If they if they can't get Carr, who's next? Daniel Jones. It's got to be a it's got to be a, a QB that has NFL starter experience that I guess Dennis Allen would be comfortable with. So, I mean. Man, it all. I think they're gonna sell out the get car, man. I mean, they got to because I don't think they get Lamar Jackson, no matter what the, the they're talking about with the Raiders, man. I don't. I think that's a far gone conclusion. I'd be surprised if that happens. All right, so shout out to the fam, man. I appreciate y'all being in this thing. Uh, Vale says, uh, wouldn't you think Big QDA would be going after Lamar Jackson with a job on the line? I do think that, but they want a handsome package, according to the insiders, to get the the Ravens to think about a trade for Lamar Jackson. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. 
Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And uh you say, "Well, Q, you think he's desperate enough?" I, he could very well be desperate enough to go for Lamar Jackson like he went for Deshaun Watson. You know, he, you know, look what he, he sold out last year for Deshaun Watson. Do they do the same thing this year for Lamar Jackson? Could be a possibility. We'll have to see if they miss out on car. Do they swing for the fences and go after Lamar Jackson? I think there's a lot of desperation in that building. That can't be over. That can be oversold, you know, undersold. Thank you, Val. Ken, Kenneth says, oh, what's up, bro? Says Q, how you feel about Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not mad at Jimmy, man. Uh, King Checkdown, man. He's a he, he, he's not a bad quarterback, bro. But you know, once you get some of the top two guys out of the way, uh, everything starts falling rapidly. And I think you know, you're gonna get Jimmy Garoppolo. You're gonna, eh, you probably gonna end up paying. Uh, he gonna still want a nice little pay to get him. At, not as expensive as he was, but at some point, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they Garoppolo could be there, I guess. I, I, there's no pipeline putting the Saints and Garoppolo together that I'm aware of. So. I mean, but anything's possible, right? All right, so anyway, T-Roy says, is there any way James could play here and bridge another QB for the future? That was my perspective. Like, if you miss out on Derek Carr, um, go make up with James. And they were like, nah, I don't think so. Well, I mean, the, it would be crazy, like, because it could be he's a cut candidate. I see a lot of reports saying that he could be a possible cut candidate. The reality is, uh, you better not cut Jameis Winston until you get an NFL-level quarterback here. And if Dennis Allen can get a second chance with the Saints, why can't Jameis Winston get a second chance with the Saints? I don't. I just don't get that that measurement. People will criticize Jameis online, but don't criticize Dennis Allen. But don't. But you are cool with giving Dennis Allen a shot, another shot. You know they try to replace uh, Jameis Winston last year with Deshaun Watson. That failed. They had something set up with Derek Carr to get him in there. That failed, and him getting in the free agency could mean the Saints are played out, and they have to look somewhere else. So where Plan B's? Literally, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Lamar Jackson. That's a that's another foregone conclusion that they got to get what multiple first round draft picks to get Lamar Jackson. They got to woo the Ravens. You know, what if you have to, you got to put a player there that they like? You could give us him and, and give me three first round. Is that how it goes to get Lamar Jackson? What does a Lamar Jackson trade look like? You see what I'm saying? That's the thing when we talk about the trades. If the Saints, if, and, and, and remember, they said woo them. 
to make them think about it. Hey, man, we can get them in this stuff, touch and all this kind of stuff. But guess what? The Saints don't, you know, the Saints have a late first round draft pick this year, back of the first round. Um, next year, I guess they can try to do something. But what does the Lamar Jackson trade looks like? It's multiple first round draft picks. What? What does it look like? You know, that's the thing that I'm looking at. What is the Lamar Jackson trade? It's, it's man, it's crazy, man. But it's a possibility you got a desperate-ass coach at the top of it, man, trying to get his job straight. So J- Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad option, man. I mean, he's a, he's an upgrade over Andy Dalton, right? So, I mean, yeah, man, he's an upgrade. He's better than Baker Mayfield, I want to say. You know what I'm saying? So Garoppolo's not a bad option if you can't land anybody else. Why not Jimmy Garoppolo, man? You know? <sighs> Still and all, but do you release Jameis if you bring Jimmy Garoppolo on the team? I say no. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that'll come in. He'll play some good games for you, and then he gets hurt, and then you'll have to have somebody to replace him. So if you bring Jimmy Garoppolo, he's tied to the hip, in my opinion, with Jameis Winston, or or you're going to end up with Andy Dalton here again. <laughs> so the Saints say, we got Garoppolo and then Andy Dalton in this free up the money for Jameis Winston. So Garoppolo is one of those guys that always seems to get hurt. He was rolling for the, for the Niners and then he got hurt. So, uh, you know, it's man, at some point, the saints, the real answer is the saints. If they take a veteran quarterback or a bridge guy, uh, the saints at some point this season, I mean, this, this off season, they have to be able to take a young quarterback. A lot of people, Cam Jordan mentioned Hendon hooker, Hendon hooker, is a guy that if he wasn't hurt, he would have been one of them top five, top three or four quarterbacks that have been going higher in the draft. Now that you see him with the injury, that means he slides to you. Do the Saints use the 29th pick to get him? Cam said something. I've been saying something. A lot of people have been saying Hendon Hooker is the right choice for the Saints, and he would be a good guy. You get your bridge guy. You have you have Hendon Hooker there, and then hopefully – you know, you can get some some mileage out of the bridge guy before you would need Hendon Hooker so you can get totally healthy, get acclimated to the system. And he sets up the future of, of the franchise beyond the next three plus years. So, I mean, Hooker wouldn't would be a perfect, uh, you know, pickup for the Saints. And you got Cody Burns here and several other Tennessee players that, that can uh, that can show him the game. So I like Hendon Hooker a lot, man. We'll see. Ramsey says, who that Q? Uh, happy Friday to you. Same to you, fam. He says, what do you think about us drafting defensive tackle Ica in the first round? That big old, the dancing bear, as they call him from Baylor. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't think he, not with, the, I don't, I don't think. I think we can get, although, listen, I would love to see him next to uh, David on Yamada. I'm not going to tell you no bones about it. You get the dancing bear next to David on Yamada. That reiterates uh, David Onyemata, gives him a new lease on life because look how he looked next to Shy Tuttle. You need nose tackles in this game, man. You need nose tackles. You know, look what that big sucker in the middle of the uh, defensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs did, did, did for them all season long, not just in the Super Bowl, but during the season in the previous seasons. You have a massive interior defensive tackle, a nose tackle, who who is a guy that free at least guards two guys and then frees up other guys to be able to beat their one-on-ones, that gives you an opportunity. You can't run on them. You can't gash them. Then that makes your linebackers have room to roll around because the one, if you're not, if if your interior guys are not occupying at least one of them and doing double, you know, taking up two guys, that extra lineman leaks out, gets to your, the second level, blocks out your linebackers and gives uh, uh, opportunities for running backs and those guys to get behind them and get to the second and third level of your defense. So it's, it's, it's paramount 
and and crucial for the Saints to to, to find uh, uh, an answer at the interior uh, defensive line position. David Onyemata, I think he should be resigned, but the Saints definitely need to get bigger. And I'm talking nose tackles, not no tweener tackles, guys. I'm talking about nose tackles. Nose tackles and big suckers like Jordan Davis and and all those kind of guys. It takes two people to move them. It takes two guys to move that guy. That's who I'm talking about. That's who you need at the interior of your defensive line. You need at least two of them. So maybe one early and one late. But for the 29th overall pick, which is basically a high second round pick, I don't think not. I don't think so. I think the Saints could probably do a little bit better in terms of them finding somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints go offensive linemen in the first in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised nothing that they do. But really, that 29th pick, man, should be Hendon Hooker. It should, really should be. And, of course, the Saints could then address whether or not what's going on with Michael Thomas, if he stays or goes, the interior defensive line, another offensive uh, or interior lineman for Andrews Pete, who could be a cap casualty, uh, uh, maybe a, a, a defensive back or running back. So it's several things the Saints could get, and they can get value beyond the, the, the second round because there are a lot of positions that can help. Like the wide receivers, they got some good wide receivers, but a lot of those wide receivers not going to go High in the draft, a lot of those guys gonna go later on in the draft, like third round on back, because you don't have, you know, them big game breaking wide receivers like we seen last year. You got good wide receivers, but for the value, looking at two to three, four, like third, two and three on back. The Ohio State guy was something interesting, uh, but he got hurt. So I mean, it's interesting, man, to see how it all's gonna how it's all, all gonna flow. But yeah, 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 that's interesting, man. All right. Uh, yeah, Jared Clark. Yeah, I heard about him, Don. Uh, Lee says, get Allen from the Redskins, draft hooker and flowers if he drops. Okay, okay. A Japanese Hercules says, defensive tackle in mid-rounds, take a chance on Pickens. Okay, his highlights are solid, but he's inconsistent. Okay. Yeah, he says, watch them draft a wide receiver. <laughs> a wide receiver at the at 29 pick. I sincerely hope not, bro. I sincerely hope not. That that would not be the case, but you're talking Dennis Allen administration here, fam. That's the this is the Dennis Allen administration we got here, you know. So, but listen, I still have some confidence in Mickey Loomis. Well, not so much Mickey as I am. It's Jeff Ireland and how he was able to do. We got some good picks last year under the first year of the Dennis Allen administration. And and truthfully, honest, we had a pretty solid off season to be honest with you going into the season. But the point is. If you got a guy like Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland give you good talent, right? And they sign some guys and then it's up to Dennis Allen to get these guys ready to play in the season. Like you get all of this talent, you get all this talent in the draft and it's up to Dennis Allen to get these guys ready in the season. So you go from the out to the end season and he has to acclimate them, get the talent focused, give them the purpose of what they want, what he needs them to do, keep all the assistants in, in line and keep the vision unified and move forward and have success. So that's the big, that's when it all gets gummed up and, and, and tore up and you start getting all kind of, uh, uh, you know, turbulence on the airplane, so to speak, because that's when the issues happen. That's where he has an issue with like bringing the talent onto the field and consistently motivating them and keeping them focused to win uh, week by week. And that's something that he, and I've been saying this, the guys simply don't have what it takes to keep them motivated week after week. He does not fix uh, issues fast enough. Like you'll see something like for instance, the interior 
uh, position, the defensive line, giving up all that rush yards. Now, you had a few games where the Saints defense uh, did do well against the run, but you lean on them enough, they break, they, uh, you know, they, they fall apart. Like, you know, and we had a couple of fortunate games too, like the Ram matchup. If, if uh, Stafford hadn't gotten hurt in that game, the, the Rams would have beat the Saints that game. The, the, the Saints really benefited by the fact when Stafford got hurt, then it was over with. Remember, go back. when uh, they were Cam Akers was running the ball down the Saints' throat. They were running the ball. They were balanced. Stafford was cutting them up. He was tearing them up, throwing the ball. They was running the ball. And the moment Stafford got hurt with that injury, that killed everything. That killed it all. But if had Stafford stayed in that game, the Rams would have beat the Saints in that match. I was like, man, they can't stop Stafford. They can't stop the rushing attack. Because they were weak and interiorly speaking, they were getting worn out in the middle. And then you see Demario's like, people's ask Q, what's up with Demario? Why is Demario? I mean, Demario Davis's job becomes a lot easier if the guys in front can keep the offensive lineman off of him. It allows him to roam around and either pick up and either blitz, you know, and run support or fall back into coverage for pass support. It gives them that option. That's how the Dome Patrol defense worked when it was a 34 defense. We had stellar linemen up front. Three guys occupied five guys and it allowed the four linebackers to roam around to either run blitz or to drop back into coverage. And it works so well. So even though the dome patrol linebackers get a lot of the praise, you can't not, you can not, uh, not, you have to give love and praise to Frank Warren, Jim Wilkes, Wayne Martin, and all those guys that was in that dome patrol in that three, in that three down line, that three down line and look would allow those linebackers to do what they did. You know, and that's that real, that's football acumen. So in the end, man, the bottom line is, you know, we need help interiorly speaking, man. We really do for real, man, for real. All right. So yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, Eagle. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. And that's another thing. Saints on the edge. So the Saints, Davenport's a free agent. Free agent. You got David on your mother there. So you got interior, exterior. People saying, Q, keep Davenport on the cheap. If you can get him on the cheap, why not? You got to get David on your mother. Uh, get him back under contract. You need some help from the defensive, uh, you know, either from free agency or in the draft. Hopefully from the draft, you want to add younger players there. A few veterans to kind of steady the, the mix in terms of what you got going on. But the Saints invested first round draft pick in Peyton Turner, whether you see him as ready or not, the future is now. You know, so he was here for a couple of years. We know ultimately if Davenport doesn't perform, Peyton Turner could be the guy that replaces him. Well, guess what? Davenport didn't perform. Now he's now he, he's facing free agency. He could very well be gone. Uh, word on the streets, Atlanta looking at him with Ryan Nilsson. They bring him over there. So you're not going out, you know, you're not going to pay for him. So you do have a former, another first round draft pick that looks like him in the fold. You got Granderson behind him. What do the Saints do in terms of that? You know, it's some other stuff that you got to look at, but at the end of the day, that's what it is, you know? So some of sooner or later, these guys have to pay dividends. You know, you see what I'm saying? Some of sooner or later, they're going to have to step up and play. All right. So uh, with that being said, let me give a, a, a quick recap of it. We covered the Elvin Kamara, Indictment situation. We uh, also talk about uh, five potential replacements for Elvin Kamara, looking at the draft as well as free agency, uh, what the Saints need to do to replace Elvin Kamara. Uh, this article did not make mention of T- uh, uh, Tajay Spears, who is a guy that I really love because I'll be saying, listen, draft Tajay Spears so we don't have to play against him. <laughs> that's, a, that's my logic. Like, listen, I'd rather have him on my team than not have him on our team. And like, okay, we don't need two Elvin Kamaras. Like, hell, we don't. You know, Elvin Kamara is going to be suspended for at least a month worth of games if you're lucky. 
I'm thinking maybe a month and a half. But if you're lucky, a month worth of games. And then, of course, what, another couple of years before his time, his money comes when, you you know, you get to that point where you want to jump from running backs because his contract gets a little pricey in a couple of years. And eventually, you know, they get to that mark age wise when it'd be OK, it's, be, it's time to get a younger guy. Now you start looking for that young guy now. If you can get a Tajay Spears, and I'm thinking Spears probably will be a guy that's going in the second round. Maybe you can add him there. Having a guy like him who could catch balls out the backfield and and all this kind of stuff, I'd rather have him. And then, of course, later on, even if it's toward the back of the draft or in the undrafted rank, we can pick up some uh, heavy-handed runners runners to help out to give him that thunder and lightning compliment, you know. But but Pete got to be disciplined to be able to use these guys. Ram says, Q, do you think that Malcolm Brown is still a good a, a good option for us next over? Oh, yeah, I was yelling that the entire season. The Saints didn't see it. I'm like, dude, Mark, Malcolm Brown is there. Why not just bring Malcolm Brown back? The Saints never looked. They had other guys there that the Saints never looked to. They never looked to bring a veteran, and they needed it. They just didn't have one of the things about Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, because it's something that could be going wrong with the team. He will not see it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He will not see it. He don't see it. And he's sitting there staring at it. He won't do nothing about it. And I'm like, dude, do something. Adjust. And he's not. He, he's just, just he doesn't have the vision. He doesn't have that skill set. You got to be the head, head coach in the team, man, is it's 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 on a whole nother level. As you can see, some guys can do it. Some guys can't do it. And it's a skill set that you got to have to be a head coach. That means you got to have your finger on the pulse of the team. That means you got to know what this guy is doing. If this guy is doing this, that and the third, you got to be a guy that know how to put fires out. You know what I'm saying? You got to you, you got to constantly keep embedding the team with your vision. While getting intake from the team, you got to make sure your stars are straight and the people are straight. Everybody doing what they're supposed to do. There's an accountability model that's involved where guys have to pay the price if they're not doing something they're not supposed to be doing. You know, if they dropping balls, you got it's something that got to be done about that. If guys are missing tackles, that's something that got to be done about that. And it, it, that's a part of the 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 that he simply doesn't have. Like Kamara, for case in point, remember Kamara was when he the only one. And really, this is on the team they would have there last year. I knew something was wrong, too, last year when you had them coming out here with these Jesse Jackson ass, keep hope alive ass speeches, uh, talking to us like the ship wasn't sinking. And we looking at the sink that the ship sinking, telling them, get your ass up and do something. Yell, do some player only meetings and nothing. The people ain't do not one player only meeting last year. Y'all realize that not one player only meeting this did the Saints players do. They didn't do anything. 
They didn't only one situation occurred, and it was a locker room situation where Kamara got up and he was frustrated and upset and was fussing. He also may have mentioned that guys are false starting and dropping passes, all this kind of stuff in practice, and nobody says nothing. That was his words. So how you got a guy like Dennis Allen running around here, supposed to be a head coach of the team, and dudes is false starting the asses off in practice, and he not telling them nothing? How that work? Well, I'll tell you how it worked. It worked pretty bad because at the end of the year, you led the NFL in penalties and every negative stat that you can think of. Why? Because there was no accountability in this building, in the Saints black and gold building, which means that no accountability means that you're not going to win a lot of games. You're probably going to be less than 500. Now, does he get accountable this season? Uh, because he's desperate? Absolutely not. Maybe it goes up a degree or two, but not enough to turn a 7-10 and 10, uh, head coach into a playoff team. You know what that would take? You Do you really know what it takes for him to, for Dennis Allen, who's never had a winning season in his freaking life as a head coach, to take the Saints and with a, with a new quarterback at the helm, new pieces on, and assistant coaches in his defense, and then take them and put them in the playoffs? Do you really see what that takes? Dennis flipping Allen, for God's sake, is what I'm talking about. Him, him growing a, a extra few brain cells to do hell no. Nah, he don't have it, man. He don't have it. He he don't listen. Look, when you listen to his press conference, do you gain any confidence from Dennis Allen's press conferences? Hell no. So if you're not gaining any uh, confidence from it, imagine the people that's playing for him. You can't play for somebody you don't believe in, man. That's like when you talk about the, in, in the army and in following orders, a lot of these guys don't follow the orders of com, uh, people ahead of them that never did nothing in no war. That's why a lot of people, the soldiers respect people that been through it, that went through it, that did it so they can tell them about it. And it's like, this guy walked the path. He can tell me something. What Dennis Allen, what is he, what is he going to show or prove to anybody? He's not even supposed to be the head coach of this team. And once again, accountability, I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave. The accountability thing is simply not here because you trade all these things that we've seen having happen in the offseason with coaches leaving on and go, even the trade of Sean Payton. None of this stuff is being a press conference. None of it. None of this stuff is being even when they announced the signing of all these coaches, it was supposed to be a press conference. You see? Why, you know, if that, if that is like, if it was the case, okay, listen, we're not going, we're going to hold it back. And then when we get all of them together, then we're going to release it. We're going to come out with a press conference and officially announce it's the official announcement of all these new coaches to the team. Right. Where was the press conference with these people asking questions? Where, where, where's Mickey Loomis at right now? Where's Mickey Loomis at? Huh? Where, where, I mean, where, where are they? They explain why you traded Peyton with a third round pick. Why would you need to do that? Explain that one to me. They're nowhere. And that's not a good sign. And that doesn't breathe confidence in the team because this team is not accountable, but you will, you will be accountable to us. We're going to make your ass be accountable to us by the way our economic embargo. Cause see, do you understand? Or you don't understand anything. And this is not how it's supposed to go. Most teams that do it, you see how they doing it. They press conferences explaining their moves. There's none of this. And it, it, but, you know, we'll see how it goes moving forward. So anyway, we talked about this, this situation with Derek Carr going to the Jets and talking to them people. Ch- chances are the Saints could miss out on Carr like they missed out on Deshaun Watson last year when he hit free agency. They really didn't want that to happen. That's why the Saints were willing to give him the guaranteed money that he wanted. And as you know, they were going to pay him the money. They were going to get the Raiders a third round pick for him because they did not want him to go to free agency. 
car said, no, I'm not giving y'all nothing because y'all disrespected me and we're going to move on. So the Saints are chasing them in free agency, which will be difficult because more team, other teams got more money than the Saints. That's why they was trying to get them in the trade situation. Uh, we also talked about Ronald Curry. This is good news that Ronald Curry is staying with the Saints for 2023. I promise you, if he doesn't get a promotion, this brother going to be gone next year. He damn near came close to leaving this year. Uh, we also talked about Coach uh, Joel Thomas, the running backs coach. Love this guy, hardworking dude, do a lot of great work. Getting an opportunity to uh, get an a interview for the Cardinals for their offensive coordinator position. That is very interesting. So uh, hope he hope he gets it. Well, we'll hate losing him, but you know I'm always the guy that always show love to people when they get them promotions. And of course, the Saints re-signed Keith Kirkwood. To the wide receiver core, Kirkwood didn't look that good last year with the black and gold. But at the end of the day, man, uh, Kirkwood got to get in the building and start making shit. I mean, stuff, <laughs> snap, pop and snap for the team. You hear me? All right. Shout out to the fam. That's everything, fam. I'll get ready to bounce on that point. All right. Uh, DB says, Q, do you believe that Peyton recommend Dennis Allen because he sucks? <laughs> No, I don't think Coach Payton thinks Dennis Allen sucks, DB. I don't think he think he sucks. I don't think he thinks that. I think some of these guys are are uh, you know that Dennis Allen is Sean Payton's boy. You know that's his guy. You know he loves him, and Dennis Allen knows that if he stinks and sucks in New Orleans, that he can go and follow Sean Payton to Denver, just like when he did when he was with the Raiders, when he got fired from the Raiders for being a sucky head coach. Where did he go? He went straight to Sean Payton and got up under Sean Payton. Also realized that at the end of the day, if Dennis Allen does not win this year, then the Saints will, whoever takes the job after Dennis Allen will have a whole new cast of people to, to, to bring in. And some of these coaches that we are accustomed to seeing, we could very well not see these guys. Like a lot of the really good coaches that we've seen from last year, those guys are gone. And so, and now there's the majority of Dennis Allen's guys here. Dennis Allen don't make it. His guys don't make it, you know, you know, potentially now a new coach come in and say, I'll keep one or two of these guys, but majority of the staff is going to go. So in the end, Dennis Allen's fallback option is if he get, if he doesn't do well with the Saints this year, Dennis Allen could follow Sean Payton to Denver. And so could Pete Carmichael. You do, <laughs> don't think for a second. That they ain't seeing that happening, man. That's that's that old circle, man. The circle, the circle is the circle. So, you know, I don't think he thinks he's sucky. I think uh, Coach Payton thinks Dennis Allen's a good uh, coach. But that's not head coach. The numbers speak for itself and the film speaks for itself. Dennis Allen is not, he's not meticulous enough. He's not accountable enough. He's not disciplined enough. And those three things right there is enough to can his ass in my book. I'm going to keep it a buck 15 with you. All right, shout out. Ram says, Key, uh, do you think that Malcolm? Okay, I already answered that one. Shout out to you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Lorenzo says, uh, if we don't get Carr, do you think we're going to get Mac Jones? I don't know about Mac Jones, bro. I haven't heard anything about uh, the Saints and uh, that to Mac Jones. I would say more like uh, whatever free agency quarterbacks. I mean, perhaps a Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones would probably be the former Giants quarterback. I think he's out there. But this is all crazy, man. It really is all crazy. Why not just give Jameis Winston an opportunity? Okay, you tried to get Derek Carr. It didn't work. Okay, who else can you get? Lamar Jackson? That's a long shot, right? And who else, you know, are you going to Baker Mayfield? That's a joke. No disrespect to Baker Mayfield, but his time's passed, man. He's, he's not a quarterback you want to rely on. He's a backup quarterback, you know? 
you get him to play a few games here or there, but he's not a guy that's going to start for you for a full season and carry you anywhere. He's just too inconsistent. So where did you go? You know, especially in like last year, free agency cycle, you had trades all over the place. You had Russell Wilson being traded, this guy being traded last year. You, all these veteran quarterbacks are moving around and trade this year. You know, if this, my thing, my answer to the Lamar Jackson question is if the saints wanted Lamar Jackson, they should have drafted Lamar Jackson. How, and don't let this be lost family. This, this, this thought process be lost on the saints. Remember the saints, not let's not let them get away with this. The saints, they effed up that Lamar Jackson train. Sean Payton, had traded up into the first round, was sitting there waiting for the pick, and this dude drafted a guy out of San Antonio, uh, uh, what is it, University San Antonio. This dude drafted a, a quarterback out of the University of San Antonio. <laughs> from, 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 you know, Texas at San Antonio. That's what he did. And now we got the nerve to ask for Lamar Jackson. We could have had Lamar Jackson. We could have had him. We had him. Now, where is Davenport now? Davenport is a bus. Davenport is a bus. Okay, let's get that straight. I wasn't willing to say that the year before the year before that because I wanted to give him some time. But Davenport's a bus. That was the Lamar Jackson pick. The Saints were sitting right there, and Tron was like, who the hell is this guy? You know? Who is this guy? You know? I, I, I just I didn't get it. I just didn't understand. I, I, don't, I, I just didn't get it, family. I, I didn't know. What was my little thing up here? And I was sitting up there saying, huh? yes. I, I mean, I, I was just surprised, man. Say, Papa, are you serious? I know. That's what I was saying. I was saying, hey, hey, man. Say, say, who is this guy? Man? Say, Papa, are you serious? That's what I was saying, man. I ain't going to lie to you, man. <laughs> are you serious? That's what I was saying, man. But it's a bust. We can't. Now we got the goal to ask for Lamar Jackson right now. After we sitting up there, had an opportunity to, to pick him, and we didn't pick him because we wanted Marcus flipping Davenport? No. Forget about it. We don't deserve him. We don't deserve him, man. We passed up on Lamar Jackson for – we passed up Lamar Jackson for Davenport. Did you not understand what I just told you? We passed Lamar flipping Jackson up for Marcus Davenport. How'd that work out for you? And now we realize, let's reverse the time. No, ain't no time machines in this shit. <laughs> All right, so with that being said, man, let me get on up out of here, man. I appreciate y'all, man, being in the stream, man. I'm going to hit y'all up uh, tomorrow. I promise y'all I'm going to try to do something with y'all tomorrow, man, and be back up in the building and talk to y'all. Open up the phone lines tonight. It's not a good time. But, uh, yeah, I got some new equipment I'm trying out, man, and, uh, you know, and, and, and like I said, man, I, I love Hey, Pop, are you serious? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. And I bust that Dick Gregory on him. Huh? <laughs> All right, so with that being said, man, let me get on up out of here, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to holler at y'all tomorrow. Peace and who that? Yeah. Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose or winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that? 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this.
this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. Love me like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, eh. where we do that, eh. where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, whothatdaily.com is your site. The whothatdaily.com for the sport who that in all of us. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.